Here at the Writer's Lens, I'm all about returning the favor. And in one such instance, I'm doing that as uh, two gentlemen from another podcast and also based out of here in Cleveland had reached out to me a few months back and said, hey, we know you do some podcasting on storytelling. We'd really like to have you on our show. And I said, who are you? And they told me who they were. And then I said, okay, I'll be on your show. And then I was on their show. And it was a lot of fun. And it was, it was a good time. And I thought, hey, you know what? I should return the favor because I'm such a nice guy and have these guys on my podcast. So without further ado, I'm just going to play the interview because I think it will speak for itself. I don't want to give too much of a drum roll intro for these gents. Uh, They can totally tell their stories uh, for themselves. But I am excited to share with you an interview with a couple of fellow podcasters, creatives who are just getting their voice out there and talking about some really interesting things too. So here's my interview with Steven Lauterbach and Eric Marty of Despite Popular Belief. Enjoy. All right, well, welcome back, listener. This is Josh J.C. Alfelto for The Writer's Lens. And today I am joined by two special guests, not just one. So I have two for the price of one in the form of Eric Marty and Steven Lauterbach. I got both of those correct. All right, awesome. Nailed it. Yes. (laughs) Uh, They are the co-hosts of the podcast, Despite Popular Belief, who, according to their online profiles, discuss actual biblical worldview in a culture full of opinions and agendas. That sounds really dicey, and I love it. So, uh, <laughs> so I I got to know these gents uh, before I get them really into the uh, just letting them introduce themselves. I got introduced to them actually. Eric, I think had reached you had reached out to me, yeah, and uh, you guys were looking for some some really bright, intelligent, semi-famous, wonderful speakers to be on your podcast. <laughs> And I, there was probably a big list, and they're like, I was at the very bottom, and Eric's like, oh, fine, we'll get this guy. <laughs> so, so no, it was very cool. It was a good, good, uh, good connect to talk about story uh, through a biblical lens on your guys' podcast. So it was very enjoyable. So I wanted to return the favor and just talk to you guys and learn your story because your content is very interesting. Uh, I think it's, it's really good for this uh, day and age, especially utilizing the podcast medium. Uh, and just kind of wanted to get your story and let people know who you are and let my listeners know who you are. So so let's just start from the beginning then. What are your stories? How do you guys know each other? What was the genesis of this podcast? So go. All right. <laughs> uh, well, we met um, in high school. Uh, the school I was going to um, my senior year or before my senior year closed down and I ended up going to Lutheran West mm-hmm. Uh which is where I met Steve, and we graduated together in uh, 2009. So uh, a school closing down led to me meeting Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had lunch together almost every day. Yeah, we sat uh, at the same lunch table. Uh, yep. Were there then, other uh, people at the lunch table, or was it just you two? Was it? <laughs> there, there was <laughs> other people. Oh, okay. I just I wanted to make that clear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, we had we had an English class together too, yeah. mm-hmm. cool. which. We had a phenomenal English teacher. Um, she really, at least for me, she got me a big time into writing, uh, made writing enjoyable mm. uh, and even reading. Like, you know how like you're forced to read stuff in school and it like kills reading for you? Yeah. She picked out some like awesome reads and she made it interesting. Um, one, of, one of my favorite books that she introduced us to, and, and maybe you can attest to this, um, 
C.S. Lewis's trilogy, Out of the Silent Planet, science oh, fiction. Man. So good. Love it. Yeah, it's so. awesome. <laughs> yeah, so I think we kind of had a similar um, passion, I guess, after that class. Yeah. Um, yeah, I enjoyed that class, too. It was, like, one of the few ones I did okay in. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so was it after high school then? I, I went away to college. I went to Illinois. Mm-hmm. You started working at your grandmother's college. Well, this right? was I, w- I joined the Marine Corps. Oh, that's right. And yeah. uh, ended up working at my grandmother's college. But it was kind of uh, well, Virginia Marty College of Art and Design, which is my grandmother started. Mm. Um, oh wow! But uh, it was interesting because the reason we ended up sort of getting reunited, um, I went to a concert in Columbus uh, of Monsters and Men, mm. and I hadn't talked to Steve. For a, an, at least a year, yeah, plus at, at least, yeah, maybe a couple of years, and uh, I was up front, and I looked backstage, <laughs> and I saw wh- who I thought was Stephen. Yeah, <laughs> um, I remember talking to my friend. He said, hey, "Doesn't that look like Stephen Lauterbach?" And he said, "Yeah." It's <laughs> like that's got to be him. I know he's involved in music. Maybe he is involved with helping them set up their equipment or something. So I messaged him. And asked him if he was at a concert, and uh, he said, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was still in Illinois. I'm like, I'm not at that show. <laughs> uh, no. We ended up hanging out after that. So me yeah. seeing a guy who looked like him led to us <laughs> hanging out again, and right. we've, been, we've been hanging out ever since. So, Well, the story, um, the story gets sweeter than that because he met his future wife at Virginia Marty College. Okay. She had an identical twin. So I come back to Cleveland. I'm hanging out with Eric again because he thought I looked like somebody on stage. <laughs> and he introduced me to uh, his then-girlfriend's sister, and I'm married to her now. So he introduced me to my wife, and <laughs> now we're brother-in-laws. <laughs> that, is, that is awesome. I mean, despite conventional thinking, maybe, and that, <laughs> like the two of you came together in that way. So that's, that's really cool, man. That is really cool. So, and... Obviously, uh, you know, being brother-in-laws, you're going to see even more of each other. You know, it's the right. holidays and all that kind of good stuff. So that's oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. So then, okay, so obvious. So you guys met, and this really cool thing happened where you both fell for the sisters, the twins, <laughs> and now you're moving forward through life and you know finding yourselves, etc. Now coming on to this idea, hey, we should do this podcast together. Uh, you know, what would have spurned that? for both you guys? Well, uh, we always sort of had conversations, um, mm-hmm. just biblical topics and things that we would talk about and um, just bounce ideas off each other mm-hmm. and just have really thought-provoking conversations. And I, he was really one of my only friends that I had that with, um, as opposed to the normal, you know, at parties, sports and whatever else, you know, is, mm-hmm. is common in American culture to talk about. Um, so I always appreciated having that relationship with them to, to talk about some of the more, uh, I don't know, metaphysical, <laughs> difficult things. And uh, and we just always had a good time chatting and talking. And uh, then he, I mean, he has a degree in audio engineering and um, has recorded musicians and things like that. So he, he sort of had a background um, and the capability and the equipment to, to do something. I mean, and so I feel like I'm just sort of, coming along for the ride. 
because uh, yeah. Steve just came to me and said, what if we did a podcast and called it Despite Popular Belief, where we just talk about the stuff we sort of randomly talk yeah. about. And I thought, oh, yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Let's let's try it. <laughs> I, I remember it was at the beginning of a year, and people were picking out their uh, resolutions for the year. And I've always been like, oh, it feels kind of cringe to like do this mm-hmm. like are you gonna are you in it for the long run is this you know is this mm-hmm. a real thing and i thought like why can't why can't you make a resolution any day of the year and just decide here's a discipline i need and right. I, I need to go for this um and so that's that's kind of when i came to you with the podcast idea i our culture has so many opinions about everything but how many people actually like research things mm-hmm. that they have opinions about and uh you know eric and i are believers and i, I thought well christians have a ton of opinions like a ton <laughs> i was like what if we took the opinions and like the cultural agendas and we held it up to the scripture we claim to believe this book we claim to believe this bible hmm. what if we actually like held all these things up to the bible see what it hmm. says let's make a show out of it so that's that's kind of how that was birthed and We've been going ever since, I guess. That is really cool. And you guys tackle some really interesting topics. I mean, I, I was going I was going through some of your your archives, you know, before I, I graced the show. And, you know, you guys are talking about the Salem witch trials, uh, UFOs and aliens and, you know, whether Calvinism, uh, mm-hmm. versus Armenianism and things like that. And you know the the strange thing is is like some of these topics will kind of be skirted around a little bit like inside of like maybe small groups or you know if, if you're listening to this and you don't go to church or anything I'll, I'll give you a little 411 but there's these little like pocket groups that you can have in churches called small groups and <laughs> people will sometimes talk about these sort of overarching ideas that probably are way more interesting than trying to do a study necessarily <laughs> uh you know talking about ufos or you know just what have you and and these are things that probably really ping people's interest you know, I like, oh, I, I've never really heard someone talk about that before from a biblical lens. So I'm curious mm-hmm. about that. So do you guys, as far as research goes, do you ever feel uh, maybe an inordinate amount of pressure to get it right? Or is mm-hmm. it more so just I'm trying to figure it out as we go and, and kind of take our audience along with them? That's a great question. Yeah, <laughs> um, I definitely feel pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, one of the reasons I wanted to do it too was um, really out of conviction for um, even myself feeling like I don't I don't study the Bible enough or um, I don't have a certain zeal that I feel like maybe I should have that this will sort of force me you know to not sound like a complete idiot I'll have to uh, actually research and read things and and uh, get it to uh, you know sink into my head. Uh, but I definitely noticed that, like when I, I listen to our podcast and try to criticize myself to become better at doing it, um, I sort of feel the, uh, you know, a hesitation sometimes when I'm talking because I'm just so concerned about, you know, saying yeah. what's true. Um, but I definitely think there's an element as well of sometimes we'll um, we'll bounce ideas off each other or mm-hmm. sort of play the devil's advocate and ask the audience, whoever's listening, what their opinion is, too. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, I definitely want to do my best to uh, to be accurate, of course. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, we don't want to, like, misrepresent 
something like like the Bible, if we're claiming to say that it is what it is, it's like if we believe it's God's word, we don't want to get it wrong. Mm-hmm. We don't want to lead people astray. I felt super nervous about some of the topics, um, specifically ones that are like, I know a lot of this has bled into politics or like mm-hmm. just like cultural relevancy, but like transgenderism, for instance, like that one made me super nervous because it's, there are people that are passionate mm-hmm. uh, that support it. And there are people who are passionate that don't support it. Mm-hmm. But again, I wanted to put that stuff aside and say, well, let's check out, let's check this book out and see what it says. Mm. Some of that stuff makes me nervous, but when we do stuff like with aliens or <laughs> like, I like this. I mean, I got this Star Wars t-shirt on, like we like science fiction. Yeah. Um, that, there's like, there's fun topics too, where it's like, well, what, what, what does this say about it? Yeah. I, I want to do an episode on the Leviathan. I think that would be so cool. Oh, like, dude. The sea creatures, you, you know what I mean? Can you please bring me on for like at least 10 minutes to talk about it? I would yes! love to. I would love oh, to. yes, that would be great. I would, <laughs> I would love it. You know, Leviathan, the behemoth. I, I mean, I would love to be involved in those conversations. If yeah, I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just throwing it out there, guys. I'm going to do it. Well, yeah, too, I don't know if you um, – Notice the one we just released, we did a podcast on slavery in America, mm. um, and we actually were able to get uh, Dr. Joel McDermott on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were real thankful that, that he came on, um, and we were joking, like, let's just get all the really hard, controversial things up. Let's do transgenderism, yeah. like racism and slavery, and <laughs> get it out of the way. Let's Why not? Why not? <laughs> just, just do it as much. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, it's... Even something like that, which is so uh, everyone knows about it, right? But maybe there um, there's a certain angle you didn't look at, mm-hmm. or maybe you you growing up and the majority of us go to public school. I assume <laughs> um, you're hearing it from a certain perspective. Maybe there's something you didn't think about. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, I just like I love interviewing people as well because I I just love picking people's brains to see what yeah. they think about things and. Um, so we've been really fortunate so far to, I mean, people like yourself and yeah. um, other guests we've had that agreed to come on and just, you know, share some knowledge with us. That's really cool, guys. Yeah, because, I, I mean, my podcast primarily focuses on the power of storytelling. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very interesting when you, when you dig in with somebody and you hear the, their story and you kind of see how their lens specifically is interpreting everything around them, you know, just how their worldview shapes everything. I mean, it, it's... To me, that's just really fascinating because, like, even the slightest change in someone's story can just alter their course completely. You know, Mm. like, you know, I heard it from this person or I believe this from X, you know, person who I deemed as credible or that person really spoke to me at a vulnerable time. And and that's what I've always believed. I've never really challenged it before. So, uh, you know, to me, that's a very, very fascinating topic. Uh, you know, just talking about the power of storytelling and then doing it through this worldview that you guys are doing, the biblical worldview that we share. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I just, I know not a lot of people are trying to tackle those things mm-hmm. and, and do it well. So I commend you guys for that. Thank you. As far as podcasting in general, so kind of pulling it back a little bit, as far as doing things like this and being a podcaster, like what are some challenges that you guys have run into just like, I mean, it could be anything, but as far as just doing this, getting the word out, like what kind of frustrations or challenges have you guys faced 
you know, just trying to be uh, a podcaster today? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, one thing we've run into is wear and tear on some of the equipment because <laughs> I have, like, different projects coming and going from the studio, so I have to set it up and tear it down, and it wears mm -hmm. out. And it's frustrating when you're in the middle of a phone interview that's recording mm -hmm. and the audio cuts out. You're like, no! <laughs> and you lose, like, four minutes of an interview, and it's oh. like, it kills you because you know you know what you missed. Yeah. And nobody else is going to hear it. And so, like, you know, we're replacing equipment and stuff. But um, to me, that's been a big frustration. But that's because, like, I'm trying to keep all the moving parts, like, working without being distracting. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know for me, this is a totally new concept to me. Um, so I, I try to criticize myself and, and um, try to think of ways that I can do this better or talk better and be more efficient with my words because like I said this is a totally new mm -hmm. stage in my life where I'm doing something like this and where Steve has a little more experience with it but uh, you know time as well um, we made the decision to release them bi-weekly and maybe we'll eventually get to a point to where we can do once a week but mm -hmm. I didn't want the quality yeah. uh, to suffer and um, I mean, there, there's times where I work a lot of overtime and, you know, trying to balance family work and um, to balance life out to, to allow time to study and research topics and then, mm. you know, get on a podcast and make some sense of it. So um, that's been a challenge for me personally so far as well. But it's definitely it's definitely worth it. Um, once you sort of prioritize, you realize how much of your life you sort of waste anyway. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? I mean, it's yeah. it's it's so crazy. I know I know you guys all have both of you have kids, right? You both have one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got I got three right now, so I'm not bragging. <laughs> I'm not bragging. <laughs> but man, yeah. it's it's like such a game changer going mm -hmm. from married to one to two to three, and you just you kind of sit around and sometimes you go, I don't even know if I've had a, an individual thought today. That is my <laughs> that is my own. It's I've mostly been like a general manager for probably six hours today, just uh, making yeah. decisions for little people and <laughs> forecasting into the future and then thinking to myself, what did I do when I was single? Like what was I thinking about? I, I honestly I, was I just entertaining myself half the time or was I focused on making money or something or you know what was gonna happen this weekend? I, I just this sort of thing, doing this kind of thing really does kind of shift all those all those thoughts and kind of go, wow, I was either really lazy back in the day or, or, <laughs> or I could have been doing something more productive. So, so it's I, so true. I totally feel that. I totally feel that. Do you guys, do you guys feel like there's a real draw to pro I mean, podcasting in general. I mean, like people are, are more drawn to them now than ever as far as the, the medium is concerned. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I think like, absolutely. Is what's the list to mania? Isn't that the constant need for noise in the background? Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I think that even when you're busy doing something, if you're cooking, or maybe even if you're at work, you're driving to and from places, people want entertainment everywhere they go. They want to listen to something. Uh, I think podcasts fits that perfectly, especially in the music market where it's complete. Music's oversaturated. Too many, <laughs> too many people have access to like recording technologies and like music technologies mm -hmm. that um, how do I say? Hmm. It's like bedroom musicians, you know what I mean? And it's mm -hmm. like they'll, they'll pour money to get this on YouTube and in front of your face, or to get it on iTunes, and it's like they just threw it together. 
Mm-hmm. How do we have time to dig through all the stuff to get to like, whoa, check this band out. They're awesome. Or the recording quality is so good. This is my favorite. Like people don't have time to look for good music. Yeah. You're either going to catch it on a radio because somebody picked it out for you. Mm-hmm. Or you're going to listen to something that's stimulating, like maybe some interviews or mm-hmm. some serials or something. You know, I think podcasting fits that need. Yeah. It's amazing to me because, uh, you know, as a writer on the side of, uh, side of just being a podcaster, mm-hmm. there are so many voices out there in publishing. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's the same concept. Like I, we might've touched on this actually before, but, but when you're, you're trying to publish work and everyone and their, their uncle and, and just grandmother and people are out there writing books and publishing them without editing them or getting a good cover <laughs> piece and just yeah. plugging up the algorithms out there, you just kind of sit back and go, how am I ever going to get my voice heard in the midst, you know, in the mix of all this, you know, how's it going right. to happen? So I say it's telling a good story and taking your, your time to do it, you know? So yeah. I think, I think you guys definitely are in the right uh, frame of mind trying to do it that way. Just trying to get it right, but not be too perfect, I think is the, sure. the best cool. way to do yeah. it. So, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. To say too, just with, now with certain, um, like I think interviews are fascinating, and I think a part of it is people seem to be increasingly uh, growing fed up with uh, when you look at news, it's everything is like just a couple sound bites, mm-hmm. and it's so specific and broken down mm-hmm. for the interviewer to get you to, to talk about this specific thing mm-hmm. that when you see, uh, especially when like well known people are interviewed mm-hmm. on podcasts. Like, oh, wow, like, I just, I never knew that, you know, the lead singer of Smashing Pumpkins, uh, you know, owned a wrestling company or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, yeah. these certain things you get to see mm-hmm. and you get to see uh, people having a conversation yeah. mm-hmm. and it's just more natural and you feel like, I feel like it's a lot harder to lie and mm-hmm. and have fake news or whatever for when you're talking for two hours on a, in an interview, you know, right. as opposed to a quick sound bite, right. so... Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's another, you know, appeal to to podcasting. Yeah, it almost feels scripted. You know, here's 60 seconds of what you're yeah. supposed to believe, and we're on to the next thing. Right, you know, right. Like, you know, that just and I and I totally could go down the rabbit hole on mainstream media news, but we'll maybe we'll save that. <laughs> oh, you know? I know. I, I think you, you and me are the same, Josh. Like, <laughs> I, know. I, I think we talk behind the scenes a little bit about. That. Yeah, yeah. We had a little bit of we had a little bit of off uh, off the air conversation that I was very. It was very uh, endearing to my soul, so it was, <laughs> it was like, okay, Steve and I, we, I think we, we speak the same language there, with, yeah. with uh, a little bit of disdain for for mainstream news. Yeah. Um, so on on that note, uh, so getting back to just the topic then as well, for despite popular belief and talking about the biblical worldview, uh, as far as the story aspect goes, I mean, again, like I'm a huge fan of storytelling, the power of story. What would you say to you know someone who would say something like, well, you know, the Bible is just really a bunch of good stories strewn together. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not really, you know, something that is maybe deeper than that. It's just some good stories, some good wisdom. I mean, how would you kind of defend that, or not? I mean, not defend that, but how would you defend the Bible otherwise? You're the apologetics yeah. guy. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it it reminds me of a. A conversation I had with a, an atheist friend of mine um, where he was sort of telling me like you know I believe science rules all mm-hmm. you know if it's if it's not observable re- repeatable immediately in, in front of me it's 
who, who cares about it? And then I asked him, okay, um, can something come from nothing? And he said, uh, no. I was like, okay, so you're, you're wrong then? And he's like, well, I don't know. I don't claim to know everything, but uh, I'm not going to believe a story or a book that some white guy wrote. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know a white guy wrote the Bible. Yeah. I thought it was, you they, were know, mo- they were mostly Middle Eastern, actually. So. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot more than one guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, uh, so that was a funny conversation. But um, no, I think once you look into, and again, which this would be another good despite popular belief yeah, concept. Yeah, so yeah. this would be a good example where um, people might think some guy a long time ago who wanted to have control over the populace wrote the Bible mm-hmm. to manipulate people, which you hear people mm-hmm. spout things like that. Um, but like despite popular belief, you could go as like, you know, over three different continents, you know, for 2000 years, mm-hmm. 40 plus authors, um, you see consistency throughout scripture. Mm-hmm. Uh, fulfilled prophecy hundreds of prophecies yeah it's, um, yeah and then when you learn um it's not it wasn't a game of telephone right. that that how the bible got here that's what everyone yeah. says well uh you know this guy wrote it down and then he wrote it and then over time it just mm-hmm. went through like one straight line and that's not true you you learn about the transmission of scripture yeah as opposed yeah. to just translation of it yeah. and then you learn that there's you know 20,000 plus manuscripts, yeah. you know, in, in various yeah. languages right. um, that uh, I, I heard uh, Dr. James White, um, I'm paraphrasing, but it was along the lines of um, if the Bible mm-hmm. was a puzzle that was 10,000 pieces, it's not that we have like 9,800 of them. Mm-hmm. The Bible's a 10,000 piece puzzle and we have like 10,010. Uh-huh. So... Uh, we have the Bible. Hmm. There are variants, and um, sometimes in certain manuscripts, the same letter is written, uh, written twice. Mm-hmm. Or you know, there's topics of like the longer ending and uh, mm-hmm. Mark, and mm-hmm. um, but when you go through these manuscripts, there's more manuscripts than any other yeah. ancient literature. Um, and then you have all the writings of. Uh, the, the church fathers and things like that, where they have scripture written down, you, you start to research that and you realize that it's, it's completely plausible mm-hmm. um, and how early the copies we have are as well. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Dead Sea Scrolls comes to mind because uh, I believe it was the book of Isaiah. Prior to the discovery of the Dead Sea Scrolls, uh, we had medieval uh, manuscripts of the book of Isaiah hmm. and when we compared those to the discovery of these ancient scrolls in a cave, they were identical to each other. They never changed over that whole span of time. And like that's, I mean, do you know any other like words that have like stood the test of time like that? I don't. It is wild, and, and it really, I mean, I, I love the fact that you guys have done all of your homework on this, too, so it, it totally, like, breathes into your credibility, as to that the, and it attests to the fact that you guys do your research, and you do your homework, so I love that, so I applaud you for that. 
Um, it is really fascinating just, uh, I mean, before I was a believer, I really thought I had a great understanding of the Bible because I read it over the weekend. You know, like, I, you know, like you skim through it and you go, okay, yeah, I get, I get the basic gist of it. Like, God controls everything. He, uh, he sent his son, who I, I guess was God, maybe. And then apparently we're all supposed to burn in, in, a, in, a, in a fiery end. But we, yeah. we might get to heaven, though, if we're good enough. You know, like, you know, you kind of, you kind of have these surface level perceptions. And unless you really kind of do some digging and do some research and, you know, we have such an advantage now being that it is as old as it is. To kind yeah. of go back and look and see, wow, there's like lots and lots of evidence that points to this being legit, you know, actually mm-hmm. being something that's true. Um, it's it's also interesting, uh, you know, there are a lot of different narratives around what is true biblical worldview as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a lot of different narratives out there. I mean, my wife and I met with some Jehovah Witnesses for about seven or eight months Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, as, as, as interesting as it as the conversations were, that was really when I think when I grew a lot in terms of oh, just yeah. having to research and dig in. And, and I don't know if you guys have had similar experiences at all, but, but yeah. just being able to sit with some folks that, uh, you know, have a whole different worldview on the Bible and just say, no, yeah. our Bible's right. Yours is wrong. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I love that you use the example of Jehovah's Witnesses. I, I love them so much. And mm-hmm. when they come to my house, I can't wait to talk to them. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I, was it our third episode or something? Yeah. So, early on, we did a Jehovah's Witness episode where we had a couple come to Eric's house. We talked to them for a couple hours. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we didn't record the <laughs> we didn't record the conversation yeah, with them. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Maybe that would have put them off a little bit. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, we had a, a a couple. They were married for decades, mm-hmm. thirty or yeah. forty years. So they were an older couple. And uh, yeah, we sat down with them and, and talked with them for a long time. You um, have to know your Bible when you're talking to them, oh, right? And especially nowadays. And they brought an iPad with them. They had. The Jehovah's Witnesses have a website now, and they carry an iPad, and they are searching their scripture digitally on the spot to challenge you. Mm-hmm. So if they come to your door now, be ready with be ready with your <laughs> Bible and know where your stuff is because they're using the internet. Mm-hmm. I think it's effectual to use mm-hmm. like the hard copy and say, "Yeah, but right here, mm-hmm. Jesus is not Michael the Archangel. Mm-hmm. Right? It, he just isn't. Mm-hmm. I, something like that. You know what I mean? So." Mm-hmm. It it does. I I think Jehovah's Witnesses is, is like a great way. If you're afraid of evangelism, mm-hmm. it's a great way to to really learn your theology because it is similar, mm-hmm. but there are crucial differences that are like salvific crises. Yeah. So, oh, that's really good. I mean, that it really made my wife and I actually dig into like Greek interpretation, mm. the actual Greek words, the the Hebrew language, just trying to understand it better. Like what actually is being said? Because the English language is, is a total mess. I mean, it's a total mess. I mean, it's a, it's adopting words every year that, you know, you know, Webster and Oxford have got to be so sick of us. They're just like, why do you guys have the worst language imaginable? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it is the worst. I mean, there's so many exceptions and it's, it's got to be so frustrating, I think, from you know all the different versions that we have to try and create a very literal but also very almost poetic and romantic version of, well, what's really being said here? Is it something just very, you know, oh, just clear and direct or mm-hmm. is there some romance to the, to the verbiage that's, that's being said? So yeah. so, yeah, it definitely, 
it definitely challenges you. And and do you guys feel as well, I mean, since you are taking on this biblical worldview, that it enhances your desire to research it by by being challenged by other people, you know, who might come on? Like, it doesn't even have to be on the podcast, but even outside of the podcast, like, oh, yeah, I want to talk to that person because I want to see their, their viewpoint of it. I mean... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Because, um, too, I am just I am fascinated with why people think yeah. the way they do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I mean, I enjoy having conversations, and I I do think there's tons of misperceptions about um, what a biblical worldview is, and um, of course they hold up. Which you know that's another reason we did the Salem witch trials, um, mm-hmm. the Crusades, slavery. Uh, these are atrocities throughout history that are are used. Like we'll see Christians; these these were Christians. They mm-hmm. they can be extreme too. Um, and then when you dig into it, you realize they weren't doing what was biblically appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I don't know. I guess two two aspects that I feel um, keep me so interested are. Um, nature and morality Mm. um i love nature i Mm. love looking at it and just being amazed by it Mm -hmm. um and then just taking it in and just worshiping god because of how beautiful his creation is and then the morality aspect of it why according to who (laughs) right (laughs) why is x y or z wrong Mm -hmm. um and you have um you know adamant atheists you know who claim you know we're like carl sagan was it that said mm. we're mites on a plum yeah, yeah. but then ha- they have very um like more they're morally indignant about a lot of things and <laughs> why yeah right like we're mites on a plum why yeah. does it matter yeah <laughs> why does it matter um, yeah and so i think um you know, there's people who are totally different in their worldview, but we agree on so much of like what's yeah. immoral and what's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like outside of a biblical worldview, like when you take God away from it, mm-hmm. then it's really just might makes right. Mm-hmm. It's all a matter of opinion. Yeah. Um, so there's really no weight behind mm-hmm. morality unless there is a moral law giver. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, I know that's one of the aspects that keep me interested. That's that's really good. Are you guys familiar at all with Jordan Peterson? Oh yeah, Doctor Jordan Peterson. Yeah. yeah. Clean your, okay. clean yeah. your room. <laughs> Is that one of his rules for life? Or yeah. Sit up with your back straight. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. That was a really good yeah. impersonation, actually. Oh, I think you do it better. I won't put you on the spot if you don't. Oh, God bless your cotton socks. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Peterson, if, if you happen to listen to this podcast at some point, know that it's it's a sincere form of flattery, maybe? I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I listen to his podcast. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think I, there's there's a lot of merit to what yeah, he teaches. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, I to that exact point, it's funny. I, I found him, I think it was right when he was starting to become popular on YouTube, and he was doing um, a lot of these... Uh, these uh, like two, three hour YouTube videos on the biblical stories. And have you listened to some of those? Have you? I have. They're uh, awesome. I think they're just fascinating. And I mean, the guy's not a Christian. Okay. He's right. That's the thing. (laughs) That's why he's so interesting is, is you know, he's not an outspoken Christian, but it's funny 
Like uh, I know you guys follow some of the Babylon B, so I, I've seen. Oh you, yeah, I, I've, I've seen you like some of their stuff, so I, I know you follow. Oh, yeah. that. And I saw this hilarious post once where uh, uh, Peterson was voted in by Christians at large to go to heaven or something like that. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, and, I love that. And, and, and like 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 popular vote, and I went, oh my gosh, that's so funny because uh, you know the stuff that he talks about. I mean, he's he's basically agnostic, is what he is. I mean, he's agnostic. Right. But he he comes at this biblical the biblical story. He comes at it from this perspective of okay, I'm going to be a scientist. I'm a psychologist at heart. I'm trying to understand the validity of these stories, and I'm trying to dig into why there's wisdom, and I'm trying to understand why it's applicable even today. And it's so funny how he can take like a twelve line excerpt, like from the story of Cain and Abel, and turn it into this hour long just dissertation on the significance of yeah. good and evil, and yeah. the. I'm just sitting there going, wow, like this is, this guy's like such a great evangelist just for, you know, people that were perhaps secular in their thinking or yeah. maybe they're curious. Uh, he's almost like a good bridge in some ways. Uh, sure. But, but I think he's obvious. I mean, obviously, I mean, we would say he's a little bit limited from the spiritual component, you yeah. know, not being able to speak completely into the, into the truth of it. So, but yeah, I just, I, I, you made me think of that when you were talking about, the arguments about morality and and nature right. and stuff and man I was like oh JBP man that's that's like right up his alley. <laughs> we talk about them all the time. Yeah, really? yeah. yeah, yeah. There, yeah. There's there's quite a few now um, people that aren't they're not professing believers mm -hmm. but they they recognize the uh, legitimacy of yeah. biblical principles mm -hmm. um, and they do just they're pragmatic. Mm -hmm. They if you as an atheist, just, you know, mm -hmm. studied the Bible and followed, you know, rules from it. Well, this is a good story. I think I'll follow this. You're going to, I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of good stuff in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, too, I think it seems like it's it's um, hitting, uh, pulling on some heartstrings with a lot of men our in our mm -hmm. age group. Yeah. Um, it seems like in our culture, like we we've talked about it a lot. There's really Americans don't really have a rites of passage, right? Like we, uh, there's not this. You're a boy and now you're a man, yeah. And I'm gonna teach you how to be a man. Um, so having someone tell you to, you know, walk with your back straight and, and clean your room <laughs> and these like really simple things, right. but it's almost sad that mm. they are so. Um, effective because that means we're lacking in those areas right. and i think in the in the church and it, i feel like i convicted of this myself we've sort of taken such a, a back seat in um mm -hmm. a lot of the the dialogue in the culture and um i don't know we're becoming wusses i guess yeah. <laughs> well you know i think it you know not to cut you off but I, I feel like that's one of the most difficult spaces right now for a lot of Christians to do is to figure out how do I speak truth and love and not be overly offensive to someone. Yeah. You know, it's it's almost it, it's almost like you stop yourself before you even begin. Yeah. And uh, if if you're creating those kinds of roadblocks, then you know, the, I, to me, there's almost two observations. It's one, perhaps you know, you don't feel confident enough in the spirit to say something, or maybe two. Yeah. Uh, you know, you just recognize the situation as a hostile one, and you just kind of need to back out anyway. Yeah. But uh, but I but that's why I think what you guys do is encouraging because at least you're trying to tackle some of these things and utilizing a medium that could be very I don't want to say what's the word maybe friendly to someone who's just like you know I don't really want to go into a church 
Sure. And I'm not really yeah. interested in walking into a church door. But I found yeah. this kind of interesting podcast, and these guys talk about all the stuff I'm interested in, and I kind of like it, and it's it's unique and it's different, and it's kind of making me feel better prepared if I ever walk into one of those places. You know sure. what I'm saying? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, like if there's anybody that listens that feels like they've been burned by the church, Eric and I have been burned by the church individually, separate churches. Like, hmm. dude, we feel it. Like we've been there, hmm. and yeah. So like a lot of a lot of the topics we cover and things we discuss come from a heart that's healed a little bit over time. Mm. Um, so like the message still stands true. That part hasn't changed. Mm. It's like that building full of people that hurt you. Like, it, I'm sorry. It's, I'm sorry that happened to you. You know, it's mm. like, it hurts. There's mm. just no way around it. And I know some people just walk away from the church forever, but yeah, hopefully some of these like, at, would you call them fringe topics or just like kind of like outside the box topics? Mm-hmm. Hopefully that's interesting to get people to start like <laughs> to start reading your Bible again. Mm-hmm. I mean, because the stuff's in there and it's applicable to your whole life, including <laughs> to science fiction yeah. and like like I don't know. It's 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 cool. Yeah, it's we, cool. You know, we've hit on it on some of the podcasts too. It's like yeah, we there is because you know you just take on parts of the culture like like oh i can't say that mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. why can't why can't i say that or mm-hmm. um you know I, I can't i've lost track of how many times i've been like insulted or made fun of <laughs> by friends i and it's like we love each other yeah but you know i i've had a you know i have some pretty you know very atheistic friends and mm-hmm. um family members or agnostic um yeah and they're not, they're not shy about <laughs> right <laughs> insulting me or um and you know i'm not going to you know i'm gonna, i pray for them um you know and i need to work on myself mm-hmm. more and more and pray that i'm more conformed into the likeness of christ there's areas in my life i need to work on a lot and just you know hopefully um i remain convicted and and mm-hmm. i i hate my own sin more than anybody else's mm-hmm. but you know I, and i try to explain that um, yeah. to people when I have conversations like I've learned um, about uh, you know I aming people above commenting on the uh, the the comment itself on social media <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's more of a private conversation yeah. hey I don't want to comment on what you said because yeah. I don't want it to turn into some argument yeah. but hey I think you know did you ever think about this yep. I've had some interesting uh, conversations um, because yeah, you have you have social media now, and sometimes you even see believers are. It's like it seems pretty hateful, or at least it can be um, interpreted that way because you're not speaking. There's not the emotion there. So um, yeah, I mean, I don't want to be overtly aggressive or, right. or mean. I I don't want you to feel like I'm attacking you. Right. So hopefully, right. I can just. Get good enough at explaining it in a way that you know is gentle, respectful, um, mm-hmm. and out of love. You know, yeah. social media is such a unique animal. I mean, as far as being able to convey an idea or even talk yeah. about something. I mean, I, I always, I always do try to temper myself in some way. You know, just being on social media in general. Uh, again, looking myself in the mirror, not always the best at it because there there are certain things that ping a very close to the heart topic yeah. you know um 
And when those kinds of subjects you might see are just getting totally raked over the coals and you know it's wrong and it shouldn't be happening, it's like, oh, do I dive in or do I, you know, do I kind of take a back seat and just try to, you know, you know, pray through the situation or something? And yeah. it seems almost silly because it's all happening in a virtual space. Right. Yeah. But, but at the same time, and I read this, I read this uh, in an article just recently that I thought was really interesting where the author was saying that we always forget that there's someone on the other end of that keyboard that mm. has mm. these thoughts, has these ideas, and we can't just treat it like, like we're attacking just the, the message. Like right. we're attacking just the comment, like that's our enemy is the little the little space that we totally disagree with. We forget that there's a human being on the yeah. other side of that that is bigger than just the comment, that's bigger than just you know mm-hmm. just this one little snapshot that we're getting. Uh, so I, I think that's also one of the advantages of, of just podcasting is having the ability right. to kind of speak through a topic and unpack right. it and explore it a little bit and not just be just – it's almost like – now I'm trying to sound smart. It's almost like <laughs> it's almost like in, in mainstream news when you get that 60 second clip. Yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is all you get. You know, it's, it's almost the same kind of concept. So, oh, uh, yeah. so that's good. That's really good. What about going forward for you guys? Like, what are you hoping to do with this? As far as despite popular belief is concerned, I mean, you guys going to try to expand? Mm-hmm. Or are you you going to move into a new office space? I mean, you're going <laughs> to you're going to upgrade or like sure. What are you trying to do with it? Well, we Eric's actually pitched this idea a couple of times. Uh, I would like to get some wireless equipment that we could take out in the field. Uh, we want to go downtown and ask people about some of these questions, get some get some clips of what street walkers are saying. Anybody, you know, like, what do you think about this? We bring it back onto the show and we, we talk about it. This is what people are saying. This is what people think. And then I would like to hold that up to the biblical worldview. I think... That's that's an element of the show I'd like to add, but I think with the wireless equipment out in the field too. Hmm. You, you ever been sitting around a fire out in the backyard and you're just like, you get into that deep conversation with people. You're like three hours in. Wouldn't it be cool to just hit record when you get to that, yeah. that like the deep metaphysical part, and it's like you could capture a glimpse of something mm-hmm. raw and real. I, it would be cool to catch some of that stuff too. That's but, cool. Uh, that's I don't know. That's yeah. no, that's really good. Oh. Eric, you look like you were going to say something. I didn't want to cut uh, you off. <laughs> no, I was just, yeah, I'd, I'd like to just, I don't know, when you catch people off guard and you, you suddenly just bring a question on them, I'm like, oh, well, what do I what do I think about that? I, I just think that would be neat to get some audio and video um, mm-hmm. recordings. And, I mean, if, um, what did what did Dr. McDermott say the other day? You, like, blew bloom where you're planted or oh, yeah, something yeah. along those lines where well we're here we're in the cleveland area this is where we're meant to be i guess we're here now yeah, yeah. <laughs> and god's in god's sovereign plan mm-hmm. um we can this is where we're at let's try and reach out yeah um, in our local area and mm-hmm. maybe that one little uh conversation can lead to something right. um real mm-hmm. quick anecdote um a friend of mine who uh, passed away last year, um, he was uh, he was a teacher at um, Virginia Marty College. I met there when I took some classes, and uh, he was a brilliant artist. He he painted cathedrals. Oh wow! Uh, and with CVC, I was in a life group, and we were reading uh, C.S. Lewis's *The Problem of Pain*. Mm. And I was on break reading it, and he just crossed paths with me and asked what I was reading. 
So we struck up a conversation, and he, I can't remember who he liked better, Tolkien or Lewis, <laughs> but he, he mentioned how he preferred one and his sister preferred the other. <laughs> um, so just me sitting there reading that book, struck up a conversation, and he's uh, Ukrainian. Hmm. So he was from the Greek Orthodox um, tradition. And this, like two years later, I'm in CBC, and I see him and his wife there, and I was like, Mr. Madai, what are you what are you doing here? And he said, Remember when I saw you reading that book and we started talking? And yeah. I said, Yeah. He's like, Well, I, you told me you came to this church and I ended up coming here and um we ended up he invited me over his house, we had food and they, they talked about how you know, I mean he left the Greek Orthodox church and um you know, he was telling me just how it was the bells and the whistles. And mm-hmm. the last conversation I had with him, um, before he had cancer, uh, mm. he I told him we were starting this podcast. <laughs> and uh, we were we were throwing the idea about, we, we did an episode about uh, with our, our friend who's a Roman Catholic. And we yeah. talked about uh, Grace First uh, Works. And so I told him, like, hey, we're talking about this idea. Uh, you know, he was so ill at the time, and he was like, "You cannot earn it." He was like, it, "It's not by works; it's by it's mm. it's by grace alone through faith alone." Mm. Um, he was like, "What can I offer God?" Like, he, and he was talking about his current state. Mm. He was so weak and bedridden. Mm. What do I have to offer God? Mm. I can't give him anything. Oh wow! Um, so it was. I don't know. It was a. I'm super thankful we had that conversation. Um, yeah. before before he passed but wow. um, so just reading you know it's weird when you yeah. think about the chain of events like mm. c.s lewis leaving atheism and then which right. led to all the stuff that he's done which led to me reading a book which led to this guy seeing me read a book <laughs> right um yeah but, with the butterfly effect yeah yeah, yeah. literally so, who knows if we if we reach one person um mm. doing this work that one person might yeah through them might <laughs> lead to thousands of people. And what if that was your calling in life? Like, what mm. if you were built, the very fibers of you were mm. built to be sitting in that chair, reading that book, so a passerby could see it and mm. come to Christ? You know, mission accomplished. I know. Good I just... job, you know, my good and faithful servant. Like, what if that was it? Wouldn't that be enough? Wouldn't that be so cool? That's wild, man. Yeah, that is really wild. I mean, and I love hearing stories. Like, I mean, I, I'm... I feel so sorry for you, Eric, as far as your friend is concerned and just, but the, just the, what he told you is just so powerful. I mean, just in that state to recognize that, you know, what do we have to offer? I mean, it is a really, really uh, sobering question uh, when you think about it. Um, Yeah, that's, I'm going to be thinking about that one for, for a while. So I appreciate you just sharing that, um, you know, with me and also for just anyone else that's listening, you know, so that is that's really good, guys. Um, I'm not going to end it on that somber of a note. So I have one more question okay. for you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now, uh, as far as this pursuit goes, I mean, you guys are both creatives. I would say you're both creatively, you know, uh, you know, leaning as far as what you're doing. And you have you have children. You're married. Um, and we've talked a little bit about what you guys want to do. I love the idea of you guys going downtown and just having a <laughs> mic and being live and maybe just talking to somebody on the street. I think that's great. How have you guys just balanced? I mean, we're doing this interview late in the evening. I mean, how have you balanced just doing this pursuit 
maybe getting the go ahead from your spouses to like say, hey, you know, you know, Eric and I or Stephen and I, we're going to be taking about an hour or two today to do this. Is that cool? You know, how how have you guys balanced the priority of doing this podcast and just pursuing this creative this creative journey? How's that been for you guys? That's that's a good question. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hmm, that's a great question. Well, I I use a cap. I know it sounds basic, but I use a calendar because I know that I can be scatterbrained if I'm not looking at it at the beginning of the day. What am I doing today? What's going on this week? Uh, I usually just check in with Eric. You know, are you working this evening? And then like. My we're fortunate enough that my son goes to bed at like six thirty seven o'clock and he's out for eleven hours. You're kidding yeah. me. I'm not kidding you, You're and I know that's me. not normal. <laughs> no, it's not actually. You are a blessed man. <laughs> uh, then, but that like that buys us enough time to like set up the equipment here in the studio. Eric's got the evening free. He comes over. We record forty five minutes to an hour, mm. and um, I just spend the rest of the weekend editing mm. and. Uh, uh, my wife and I will just like tag team watching our son. Uh, she's my wife is extremely selfless. So part of this is mm. that my wife is so amazing and she supports uh, the ministry that we work on and she's she's got such a great attitude about it. I am thankful for her. <laughs> <laughs> Amen, man. That's great. That's good. Yeah, I, I would I wouldn't be able to do this either. Oh, sorry, Eric. I oh no, I don't want to jump in over top of you, man. I was just saying, yeah, I I agree with that. My uh, even though Steve has to dedicate a little more time since he knows how to he knows how to edit and everything. Um, yeah, I I have a toddler at home and she just turned two, so she's uh, she's a handful. <laughs> yep. So um, yeah, I appreciate my wife. You know, certain days where I work all morning, come home prepare, read, come right to Steve's and I'm here for, you know, two, three hours. Um, so I'm definitely thankful that she's willing to, um, make that sacrifice and, uh, sacrifice some of her, uh, <laughs> some of her sanity so that I have time to do this as well. But, uh, yeah, I definitely try to, as much as I can, um, make it up to her, maybe, <laughs> maybe tell her just, just to go, Go out on your own while I, I watch, the, watch yeah. the kid for a couple hours, let you relax and, and turn your brain off for a little bit. <laughs> there's a lot to be said for that, Eric. There's, I mean, Stephen, too. I mean, there, there's some some great wisdom in letting that happen at your house. So just let your, your spouse just, hey, you know, take an afternoon or an evening or something. I got this. You may not be totally comfortable with me taking it for the next <laughs> six, seven hours, but do it. You know, just, just go yeah. ahead and do that. Yeah. So. That's that's great, guys. It, there is something to be said for if you're in this. I mean, again, if you're listening to this and you're single and you got tons of free time, or maybe you don't think you got tons of free time, uh, you know, there is something to be said for if the person that you're with, uh, if you're both willing to sacrifice for each other and just help each other through these journeys, there is a lot to be said for uh, being able to support that person, um, you know, through what they're doing. So, so I commend both you guys and your spouses for that. So it's cool, very cool. Um, so lastly then, uh, despite popular belief, where can we find you guys? I mean, obviously you got the podcast, but where else are you guys hitting up the social media channels? Sure. Yeah. So we've got, we've yeah. got Facebook, um, Instagram, uh, do we Spotify, 
Uh, yeah. Google just approved uh, approved us. Even though, what? Which episode was it? Not approved. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, Google Play Music did approve our podcast, but they did not post the Flat Earth episode. Oh I, man. They they filtered it. However, though, I checked today. They they reposted it, so okay. they must have reviewed it, thinking Ooh. it might be spam. Huh. That's I a, thought that was interesting. That's a whole other discussion. Oh <laughs> no, no, no! I'd I'd love to, to just open that one up man but we won't oh, have yeah. to we don't have to now we don't have to now but yeah, that's that's great maybe there's some flat earthers over there at google play i don't know or maybe not yeah, weird yeah it's super weird <laughs> yeah that's, but, uh, that's interesting yeah we're on soundcloud too um trying to get on pandora but they're very very picky so uh no approval on that just yet but yeah social media though uh, again, Facebook or Instagram, but uh, we have a direct email too. That's despite pb at gmail dot com, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, we we get listener feedback on there, and uh, that's that's a good way to contact us. Follow yeah. us on Facebook, message us, talk to us, review, you know, leave a review on iTunes, send mm-hmm. us hate mail too. We accept yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Any feedback is feedback that we will take. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's one of the mantras. No, that's good. I, I actually have heard some uh, li- uh, some of the listeners come on your show. I have heard that. So that's really cool that you guys have been able to kind of open up that chain and be able to do that. So that's that's perfect. That's right in line with, I think, what you guys are trying to do. So, so, so kudos to that. So Eric, Stephen, this has been a pleasure, gentlemen. Uh, it was great to connect again. Like you guys said, last time we, we spoke, it was just over the phone. This time, it's via video. Uh, maybe we'll actually be next to each other next time in flesh and blood. Yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll let's go to Chipotle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or or some, some place where you can record or something like that. Would, okay, yeah. Would, yeah. Be, would yeah. be fantastic. So. Awesome. Sounds good. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah, thanks for thanks having guys. us on. Thanks, guys.